You've tuned into the Grassroots Gardening Podcast, which is a gardening entertainment show inside the UK where we talk about how it is to run and operate a gardening business. Sometimes we have guests, sometimes it's just us. Either way, we hope to keep you company while you're on your grassroots journey. And we're back with another episode. So we have Sam from SGM on um, once again. And I don't know if you'll remember in his grassroots story, but he briefly spoke about some winter projects that he was planning at the time and shopping for at the time, which I'm very pleased to tell everybody he's executed on. And he's here today to tell us a little bit about uh, how he set that up and the results and bits and pieces. So welcome, Sam. Welcome back. Hello, guys. I'm back again. You all right, are you? <laughs> yeah, well, it was a very popular episode last time. So yeah, um, yeah. it's... Um, it, we, we wanted to get you back on anyway, just to find out what you were doing over winter. Yeah, um, to be back, guys. Yeah. So um, it was exterior cleaning and uh, gutter cleaning, vacuuming. Don't know how you'd, yeah. how you'd describe it. Um, and you, at the time, were going to split the two businesses off. Yeah. Um, you're going to split it as gardening and gutter cleaning. I think that was kind of where our us and our audience left you on your journey yeah. um i think it was october wasn't it when we it had you october, on something like which yeah. is frosty, i think and yeah. uh, it was yes yeah, so you've had a good few months to get into it yeah november the first was the sort of start of it right and like i said in the pod i was going to uh split the two because i didn't want everything all together because my fear is people thinking sort of jack of all master of none if you get what yeah. i mean so i decided to split it down the middle so anything exterior the exterior so i rebrand well i came up with a branding of your gutters yeah so i wanted it to be direct as possible so when people saw it in a newspaper ad it really stands out so i came up with a logo came up with a separate ad and I just launched it in the paper. That's where I do all my main advertising, the little right. newspaper in the town. And because you live in quite a small like community, like a, it's, it's not a village, is it? It's like a town. It's a town. I think it's a population. I think it's thirteen thousand. And do you think? Because uh, obviously, do you think the paper works better because it's smaller? I'm going to tell because I've done stuff in. In, in York with like 200,000 people and it just gets diluted I'll tell you why I like my newspaper it's it's a, the people who read it are the people who I want to work for it's your audience right uh, it's unfortunately the majority of people who read the paper because there's not much in it it's very very thin I nice uh, and the majority of it is normally you know for sales or obituaries unfortunately yeah, uh, but the majority of people who read it just happen to be OAPs and people reading the paper for a specific thing. Yeah, so if you need a gardener or if you need something to sell or they're looking for an item or you know they're after a plumber, they'll go in because it's most of them are not internet savvy. So for me, the newspaper ad is my best source of new customers and it pays for itself in no time. So the your gutters ad went in. The gardening one did probably another month. It did, I think it did all of November. And I took it out at December. So I was just advertising for your gutters, yeah. which is the new exterior cleaning. 
I don't know if I told you, but I added facial cleaning and conservatory cleaning to my list of services because people were ringing and saying, oh, can you clean the outside as well? I said, uh, yeah, that's no problem. So I looked into the kit and then also I had a lot of existing customers that they had conservatories and the conservatories were dirty and the facials yeah. were dirty. And even though they got window cleaners, I thought, oh, am I going to be stepping on all people's toes or are they going to want the window cleaner to do it? But I asked him and he says, no, he, he doesn't do it. Do you want to do it for me? So I could build up quite a bit of work just by looking yeah. at uh, what my customers needed doing. So mm -hmm. I sort of wrote up a little mini business plan. It's not a business plan by any stretch of the means, but it's basically... Uh, what my costs are, what my targets are, you know, my audience. And I literally wrote down everybody who I think I work for now will have my services, basically. And I costed yeah. out, so I sort of priced up the job. And I already knew that I could probably pay off the majority of the kit just by what customers I'd already got. So I did that, I asked them. And then, like anything, it's like a little trickle, and then it sort of pours now. It's not been where I've been out every single day, but I'll be honest with you, the gut cleaning, the exterior cleaning, that is my main income at the moment. Yeah. It is. Because of the gardening so sort of quiet at the moment, it's the actual main source of income at the moment is the exterior cleaning. Yeah. Just for context for anyone that's listening, out of kind of the time that this gets released, um, it's early January, uh, sorry, mid-January, and the ground is frozen. The weather Very is frozen. minus two. <laughs> so I'll, I'll it's, it's, not good, it's not good weather at the moment no, for the majority of the UK. Rain, it's frozen solid. Yeah. It's not frozen solid. It's raining. Those are the yeah. only two things we have. Okay, we've got a couple of nice days in between and we've got snow. Uh, so it's nice just being on a patio cleaning gutters out and yeah you know opposed to trying to do gardening work in this yeah, yeah just going back to the conservatory and the kind of i guess the assumption that the window cleaner would do most of the uh, exterior cleaning so i've had a window cleaner for about seven years now in my house never met the bloke never seen him like i couldn't even i couldn't tell you the brand I couldn't tell you anything about him. I know how much he charges, but that's that's it. Because I'm always at work whenever whenever he comes. He's got full access to right around the house. And he's in and out in a flash. And I've never met him. <laughs> like So I think sometimes if there was that extra bit of kind of, I don't know, like even a note through the door saying, hi, window cleaner, don't forget we do X, Y, and Z as well. They probably drum up an incredible amount of business. Um, but um, that's probably because I'm sure my window cleaner would clean the conservatories. I'm sure it would. The, the listeners, um, majority, because I occasionally I cross paths with the customers' uh, window yeah. cleaner, and it's all on the side of the van that they offer exactly what I offer. So mm -hmm. they do gutters, they do facias, conservatories, and obviously the windows. So when I first started, I honestly thought there's going to be no call for, you know, the gardener to do it, so yeah. to speak. But I don't mean to sound rude of the window cleaners in my area, but I asked one of my customers who's got a window cleaner, and she says that he only does the glass. So the actual sales and stuff, 
he doesn't do. Right. I said, why are these so dirty? And she asked me to do them, uh, which I thought was ludicrous, really. I thought they'd do, you know, all of it, but they didn't. So that was a job for me. But then the rest of the window cleaners, this is my assumption. I think because their income is reliant on getting so much stuff done, yeah. like drop, you know, to do a couple of hours exterior cleaning, they'd probably have to move around, say, 20 customers in that time. Because they're very efficient around where I am. It's You'll see them pulled up on a road and there'll be hoses here, there and everywhere. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Servicing so many properties. So well, they, that... they, they buy and sell rounds, don't they, based on density. You see it all yes. the time that you buy you buy a street or you buy and the you know there's everybody signed up just because it's it's so like it's so much social proof that when eight out of the ten people in that street have this same window cleaner mm. you'd be a very much an oddball to start shopping around no, because exactly. everyone's paying for it and it's easy you know they're going to come regularly so it's um they can do density really really well and yeah i guess that's kind of I guess that's kind of why. But so I guess the, if you're using the waterfed, sorry, forgive my ignorance, the waterfed poles, they don't do any sort of cleaning of the sills, do they? Or from can't. my experience, no. And from what I've been told by the customers, a few people have said to me that the window cleaner will only do the glass if they want yeah. the sills doing. So, like the things around the glass, they charge extra. Yeah. And so the customer, uh, they, they don't, you know, get them to do it. So they've asked me, so like conservatories and stuff. As I said, when I first started, I thought there's going to be no work because the window cleaners will have it, you know, like me yeah. and you. We'll do the lawns and then if we see a hedge there, we'll, we'll say, right, would you want me to do that? So twice a year, once a year. And yeah. we'd sort of sew everything all up. But that's not been the case. It's... It's been that it's not been done for years. They've had a window cleaner for years. So, and I did feel a bit guilty. I did think, oh, you know, I'm going to be treading on someone else's toes here. And by asking about on social media, like asking some questions, the window cleaner groups, they are a bit funny about outside trades coming in and asking questions because you get responses back like, well, I wouldn't dream of mowing the customer's lawn, you know. And it's fair enough. I can yeah, of course it is. Yeah, of course it is. But then, it's a missed business opportunity on their part and it's up to me to do it because they aren't going to do it or they don't want to do it, whatever. So I have had good luck, you know, picking up jobs from my existing customers. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you, you can't walk, you can't walk around life. Like just eyeballing the competition all the time. It doesn't work like that. Like, well, you've no, got, you've, you know, you've, you've, you've got to go out, put yourself out there, stand on your soapbox do the right thing, get the right pricing. You know, you've got to do all that kind of stuff as well. There's so much more than goes into it than is my neighbour doing it. It's, um, I guess, because they don't, they operate with such density. They're maybe not used to having such competition. And they probably do think that people that do, like, garden maintenance just think that they can do everything on the exterior of the house. But, I mean... Ultimately, there's a call for it, and nobody's if and if nobody's doing it, you know, you'd be a bit daft, wouldn't you? To, That's it. I, so I to not to, to not do it if you if you're wanting if you're wanting extra work in winter. Um, so how how's so how's it gone numbers wise? Then have you how many did you convert from your garden maintenance side, and then how many did you get externally? Just just roughly. 
Uh, roughly, off the top of my head, it's about... The thing is, I've been doing some services all throughout the year. Yeah. So I do all my cutters at start of the year and the power washing at the start of the year. Right. I reckon, I, I reckon if I wouldn't have asked, if I wouldn't have done it for them, I probably would have got 50% of my customer base onto some form of exterior cleaning, whether wow. that's cutters, power washing, uh, you know, and, and that's from my regular customer pool. Yeah. Oh, I've not got a huge one, but because people have me fortnightly, people have me weekly, people have me monthly. Yeah. It's it's a very sort of dialed in customer base, opposed to having, say, four times the amount, but they probably only have you a couple of times a year, or you yeah. know, like for one offs and stuff. So the customer base for me, it works out very good because. I know I pretty much the majority of my customers have all the services off me. Yeah. But even then, I'd say this time, this from November to December, I think it's about 20% of the customers right. have had new service. But up until today, I think I've done about 50 to 55 jobs just off the top of my head. Um, and that's gutters, power washing and exterior cleaning. Yeah, and a quarter right. of that. Oh is uh, existing customers. So I've actually managed to pick up quite a few. Good going. How, how, sorry, how many was that uh, existing customers out of the 55? About Four. half. 40. I've got, I've done 55 jobs. Right. Because I keep tabs of how many jobs yeah. I've done uh, from November. And it's up to, it's, I think it's 54, 55 jobs I've done. And about 20% of them, so about 10 of those jobs are from existing customers. Oh, right, nice. So the rest of it is all new work. Yeah. Which is good. And then it's quite a bit of referral yeah. work. So it's like the other day, and this never happens to me normally, but I went to one job and did the job. The lady says, do you want to go do my sons? So I went and did the sons. And then while I was there, the son said, would you power wash this for me, patio? I said, yes, yeah. so I booked that in. And then just as I was leaving, the neighbour from up the road, he come over and says, "Would well, you want to do my gutters for me?" So, like one job led to four jobs, yeah, and a decent chunk of money for what it is at the moment. I'd say it's hard one to explain, but two thirds of my income at the moment is through exterior cleaning. But when I price it out as time, two thirds of my time at the moment is taken up by gardening. So. If you can imagine, like the exterior cleaning is a lot more profitable than the yeah. garden, basically. So, for how long I've got to go out gardening with existing customers, it's a lot more time efficient to do the exterior cleans opposed to be trying to garden in a weather. If it yeah. keeps going the way it's going, do you think you'll drop the garden completely and go full exterior cleaning? I did think about this today, actually. I've done a video on this. Uh, it's oh, Mike, you, Mike, you've ruined his YouTube video. No, no, because it's a hard one because as a businessman, I hate saying that because it makes me sound like, you know, businessman, but you go where the money's going. So if it is that one side is doing a proportionately a lot better than the other and it's growing exponentially compared to the other, then you will follow that sort of train you won't just sort of stick with something out of you know familiarity or pride or happiness you know you yeah. go with where 
it's leading basically. I, I guess it depends. What, I guess it depends what stage in life you are, because you're in very much a kind of cash accumulating stage, aren't you? Because you want to get a house, and that was yeah, that right? saving at the moment. Yeah, how, um, how I would do it if one got bigger than the other was I would farm off one side to somebody else, and we'd yeah. probably split it. So I'd probably take on a lad or you know a member of staff, and then I'd get a separate vehicle, and we'd we you know. I do one side. I think it'd be very hard to train somebody up to do everything. I think you'd be better yeah. off finding somebody who's done, you know, all gardening, get them on the gardening, and then, you know, I do the exterior cleaning. Or, you know, somebody who's done exterior cleaning who wants, you know, to be paid opposed to going out and looking for the work and fixed income, probably get, you know, you'd go with whatever the money is. But enjoyment-wise... I think it's because at the moment it's the end of my gardening season from last year. And you, I remember the good, but also you remember the bad, you know, you remember working in the heat wave and the faffy customers and, you know, but at the moment the exterior cleaning is all new and it's exciting. So it's a hard one. Would I give up one to do the other? It depends. It depends what happens. You never know, do you? No, no, hundred percent. I well, I'd um, never give it up. It'd be ludicrous. You'd, as I said, you'd, you'd give it. You know, you'd get a staff member. You would never drop like three years of customers and all no. the kit and the branding and your good name. You'd never give all that up to just fully do something. You'd, you'd get. I think. It, I think. Up. I think if your heart wasn't in it though, and you had no intention to go back to gardening, yeah. I think. I, I'll be honest. I, I think it'd be better off to drop it. Um, it depends. Um, just because if you if your heart's not in it and you're never going to go back to it and you just dropped it, like it's kind of it kind of feels like you're holding on to something that's not really. Depends what. Uh, but yeah, but I mean, if you like the two, I mean that's great, isn't it? You know, like yeah. you've got one. It depends um, what gets you to where your heart's not in it. Hundred percent. So if something yeah. really really bad happens, then you probably want to cut all ties with it. But how it is is I, I love doing both. Yeah. I love the variety. Yeah, uh, it's like you know, would one man want to do mow and goes all year? That's it, just in and out grass. Probably be financially brilliant if you price it right, but I can imagine that would be very monotonous. And same with the exterior cleaning. What I want to do, I like variety. I really yeah, I like variety. So, but then again, I am in business, so you know, maybe if one does grow more, but I don't think whatever happens, I don't think I'd ever give up and cut the losses because i've spent so much on the kit and yeah, yeah that's it like, that it's like even if you took on somebody like i know if i took somebody on i could probably if one's doing if both are doing really well i know with what i earn off the gardening that'd be a good wage for somebody you know yeah you could get both doing and just see where it goes but let's say it seems yeah, interesting ludicrous to to give up everything you know one thing when it's had so much time of my life but no, as I said, both at the moment, see how it goes. Uh, I enjoy both, you know, yeah. but exterior cleaning is completely different people-wise than gardening, if you get what yeah. I mean. It's very, people are more appreciative that i found of the exterior cleaning. Yeah. Even though it's just emptying gutters, you know, or washing faces, they're very, very appreciative of it. And the, yeah. It's they're a lot more appreciative of that than say the gardening. Yeah, I think I tend to find that with landscaping as well. 
I tend to find I get a lot more, like, a lot more thank yous, a lot tips, you know, that kind of thing. I tend to find that I get a lot, just, I guess, a, a greater appreciation when I've done a very small amount of, uns- I think it's fairly unskilled landscaping versus mowing the lawn 22 times in a year. Like, it's, um, yeah, it, I think, I think, I think when you're on- improving somebody's property, and it it really is like a before and after. It's I think the transformation. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, 100%. yeah. Um, and you probably, like you probably get that. that with exterior cleaning because everybody can garden and everybody can clean within physical capabilities, obviously. And but they can't clean high up, and they don't have the big ladders. And they're probably looking at it getting gradually worse over the years, and thinking that everything's falling down, and it's you know like it's becoming like a derelict mess. And then you come along and you make it all nice and shiny again, they're probably not expecting as good a result as you've delivered, especially no. if you're not used to having exterior cleaning. You might not get quite as much next year if you went round and cleaned it again, because it won't be in such a bad condition. It depends yeah. how... If there's dirt on it and it goes back to white, it's always going to be a before and after, if you get what yeah. I mean. Yeah. Uh, if it says somebody says, oh, you know, can you clean it every few months, then it's never going to be as big a bang as, say, you yeah. know, once a year or, you know, when it actually needs cleaning. Uh, but like the gutters themselves, the insides, people are happy to have you once a year, even if they aren't full or overflowing or causing property damage. It's the reassurance that, you know, the outer site stuff has been kept on top of. Yeah. They're not going to have any problems off the drains, not going to have any problems off the gutters. Somebody's taking care of them, basically. And does it feel like it's a service that you'll do annually with a customer? I Yes. I've, I've uh, Yeah, because definitely the gutters, I do them once a year for, I'd say, 70% of my regular customers. It's, uh, it's a once-a-year sort of right. deal cool. with them. And um, just going back to you having introduced this new service to about 20% of the your existing gardening customer base. How did you go about, I guess, informing them that you were doing? Well, I told... How that process look? I told every single one of my customers, as I said, some of them I already do. I've already done it. So, you know, the gutters start of the year, the power washing right. just before spring. So they're already up to sort of date. Uh, I've told everybody anyway. Uh, the customers that I don't, I haven't done work for, or I'll go and look at their property. If I see something I can do, yeah, I'll tell them, and I'll also say, oh, by the way, uh, when would I, I always ask the question? When was the last time you had your fascias done, or would you want your fascias doing this year? Something like that. Yeah, just a very open-ended question, just so it's it's on their mind. And if they say, oh, never, well, it's sort of in their head that oh, it's never been done. You know, yeah. and somebody can do it for you. Uh, another thing I do is Christmas cards. I give out Christmas cards every year to all my customers, and inside the Christmas cards, I put a leaflet. Uh, I've had like a little, tiny little, I don't know if it's A2 or A4, you know what I mean? It's smaller, a lot smaller yeah. than A4. A uh, little leaflet put in, uh, basically advertising my business. So it's a bit about me. So you know, based in Cheadle, local lad, you know, somebody who can basically just a listing off my services. Yeah. You can see that it's separate. Uh, and it's, it's, I think 
it gave it more sort of like valid nature. The fact that they know it's a separate entity, like I took it more serious or something. Yeah. You know, I'm not just shimming up there with like, you know, a bucket and a sponge or something. They could see, you know, that sport's gone into it. Uh, so as I said, everybody's been told, everybody that I think they can benefit from some form. So say if a patio hasn't been done or the conservatory's not been done, I'll just ask them. Oh, well, I'll just ask them and just say, when's it last done? Or have you got somebody to sort it? Or would you like a quote? And uh, the, I, even though I've asked them, I still give them a leaflet. Uh, I'll just, yeah, just just keep talking. Just keep it yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just don't go quiet on it. No, no. You, I don't think. Our seat is, is like, you know, I might have 50 customers. But if I'm only doing one thing for them, it's only 50 jobs, potentially. Yeah. But then if I can sort of slot in, you know, a, like, I don't know, a hedge cut or yeah. a bit of exterior cleaning or a bit of power washing, then that could be 150 jobs, 200 jobs, you know, that you're getting, you know, a couple of extra jobs here, a couple of extra jobs there. And then if they tell people, it's, yeah, yeah. that's what I wanted. No, that makes sense. So, obviously, kind of split the business in two and had your gutters. Was that, is that something that you're going to continue on with running? Running them totally separately. Yes. Yeah, just going to keep it separate. Keep, keep it separate. And yeah. do you think that was kind of the right? Do you feel like that was the right decision? Now, because obviously you were just guessing, <laughs> guessing at first, weren't you? You don't know what you don't know. But now, with a bit more experience, is that I always, I'm not an expert on this sort of stuff. So, but I always think, rightly or wrongly, if I come up with an idea. I sort of believe it's for the right course anyway. I'll tell them proven wrong. So I always thought that I always knew this is what I wanted to do, separate business. Yeah. And it's like I said at the start, I don't want it to be, you know, master of all, jack of none, so to yeah. speak. Like I don't want to put a newspaper ad with a huge great list because yeah. it's like I've noticed in the paper there'd be a tree there's a couple of tree surgeons. And uh, originally it was just tree surgery. Now yeah. they're offering gardening services. Now they're offering, you know, general tidy ups. Now they're offering power washing. And I think yeah. sometimes people will want to go to a trade specific, like, ad. A an, ex- an expert, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. it's like, you know, if Tesco's suddenly started selling lumber and DIY tools. Yeah, you probably wouldn't go to there. You'd probably go to say B and Q, where you know, well, a general like a hardware store. That's where I've yeah. got stuff. And I think that's what I wanted for my ad. That basically, I wanted to be very direct. So instead of looking and seeing, like through all the additional services, what somebody if it was just a chap there who just did gutters, facias, conservatories, that's all they did. I think that had sort of narrowed the field down, and they'd pick it. Pick me over, say, the competitors in the paper. Yeah, 100%. I guess I'm asking you from a purely selfish point of view because, um, you know, I've, we've spoken in the past. I'm interested in introducing something in the future um, in within my business, um, leaning towards gutter cleaning, um, if I'm honest, because I don't really like garden doing... I don't accumulate customers that give me winter work mm. from a purely like calculated perspective. I don't I don't 
like doing winter work for people. Um, I like doing one-offs once the grass cutting season ends. Because yeah. um, I kind of feel sometimes like it's a little bit... I find I, I struggle with the margins in winter, doing like tiny little tidy ups and stuff like that. I think I struggle because it's not as dense. It's it just doesn't feel like it's a particularly profitable thing. I think it feel it feels a little bit more like I'm in survival mode when I did do it originally. Um, so I've kind of stopped doing. Well, I have stopped doing that. I don't have anybody that we go either weekly, monthly, or fortnightly. Um, two over winter i just purely do one-offs so and it gives me that capacity to do extra little bits and pieces um but i think i might keep it under the same umbrella and i just wondered i just wondered why yeah um why you did that but it's yeah there's no right or wrong with this it was just 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 a general <laughs> general curiosity being a separate business it gives me a little bit more drive Okay, that makes sense. Instead of, you know, all the money going... It, all the money ends up in one pot anyway. Yeah, of course it is. So all the tax will be paid. You know what I mean? All the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All yeah. One. But for me, I like seeing two spreadsheets with, you know, the month's earnings and the month's outgoings. And I like seeing, you know what? I'm doing this exterior cleaning and it's pain. And it's, you know, I'm actually working less hours doing yeah. it. I'm actually earning more money yeah. doing the exterior cleaning opposed to it all going in one sheet and it's sort of getting lost in the ether because that's what I wish I would have done from the start, sort of split everything up because like, I'd like to know how long it took to, say, pay the power washer off, how long it say, took to pay, you know, yeah. the butter back. Now, on the YouTube channel, I keep banging on about the exterior cleaning all the time and I don't like recommending things. I think us as podcasters and YouTubers, I think... We all fall under the quote influencer, and you know, oh, I don't, oh god, <laughs> it's the, I'm not. I'm not saying this to get above my station. You know, I've got a YouTube channel, but sometimes what people say it can influence others. You know, so you might say I've got this. You know, I like ego, and someone might say, "Oh, Matt's got yeah. ego. I'll use it." And that's whichever way you cut it. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, whether it's intentional or unintentional. So I always try and do anything I talk about. This is why I take so long to get to, get to the point, because I try and give both sides. Yeah. But yeah. genuinely, the exterior cleaning, I do think, you know, whatever you pick from it, it is, I think, us as gardeners, our time is going to get harder. Uh, I think we need strings to repose. You know what I mean? I think we need to offer additional services. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think the exterior cleaning... Whichever way you do it, whether it's gutters, whether it's, you know, cleaning conservatories, power washing, I honestly think they are good little add-ons. And yeah. the margins for gutter cleaning, I'll be honest with you, it's crazy. Like, I've got printed literature off what big companies charge, and their prices are, like, twice what I would charge. And I'm still yeah. making very, very good money. Uh, but then oh, there'll always be, you know, a job and knocker or sort of shimmy up the ladder and do both sides 25 quid. So you're always going to get, you know, the high end and then the low end sort of things. But I think if you can slot in between them two, I think it's a really good living. I think it's what we could all sort of achieve. And I honestly think if anybody asks their existing customer base, I reckon you'll get 
a good uptake and yeah, go and do it. Yeah, I think the one thing that I, I guess I kind of want to achieve from this and from introducing these additional services is I want to be excited going into winter. Now, and I will I think, do it winter for you if you want me to in a little bit. Um, yeah, um, and I think... Yeah, I think that's kind of the because it always feels it's you know it's dark nights, it's doom and gloom, but I actually kind of want to be as excited going into winter as I am March, and I think the idea of just picking something else up is quite appealing. Um, yeah. So it's as, as I said, that's why I split it as well. So yeah. I see positive growth opposed to you know, a little bit more on the end sort of margins for me. That's why I've yeah. sort of another thing for splitting it. Now, is gutter cleaning the perfect winter job? Yes and no. You okay. can, if, I, for me, I thought it was, and I thought the exterior cleaning was, but if there's snow on the ground, you can't be, you know, you can't be doing yeah. it cleaning as easily you probably can but your pipes will freeze up but for say the gut clearing if it's icy if you're okay. willing to shimmy up a ladder or send your lad up you know to empty the gutters yeah off a ladder easy days you, yeah. you know you can pull it out and big massive four foot long mud colored popsicles basically yeah and it's easy. but if we're going to do the gutter back route we don't want to be shimming up ladders so we can't back gutters out when it's frozen. You can sort of chip away at it and take your time, but that's when, you know, jobs like that look pointless. You end up defeating yeah. the object because you're there three or four times as long. Now, for me, I'll be doing all my gutters next year, probably before December, and then I'll be taking bookings on the basis that will be done like as that day or the next day because as soon as a frost hits, you can't clean the gutters out because it's frozen you can't back them up okay it's all frozen so it is a winter hustle but it isn't a winter hustle sorry first bubble <laughs> i thought that i thought i didn't <laughs> even think about the frosty weather or the hard weather you know it's when they're frozen you can't back them out like you can chip away at it it's right. little bites but it takes you four times as long and you know something could happen while you're doing that and you can't thoroughly test that the downpipe's blocked because the downpipe could be a full of frozen leaves and you don't want to be taking them apart when they're all frozen. So I, I've i had this, and I, it's like a crisis I've had where I've thought about this, that I've come to the conclusion that there's some times where we've just got to take time off. And I think, you know, if it's sub-zero or it's absolutely lashing down, there's just so, you just can't do work, you know, when it's like that. That's my sort of realisation. Yeah. I'll you just need to put a, uh, a blowtorch on the end of your, your vac. Now, it nice and warm. I did think uh, I have put water, so I send a water-fed pulp up and I will put water. But if it's minus six, minus seven, you're not going to shift it with that. Uh, there's no way of... I think I've seen lads where they've got hot water systems in the van, so they'll basically take around with them water or preheat his home. And I've spoke to them. And they say it's doable, but you've literally, it's the whole point of our game is the quicker we are and the more efficient we are, the the higher, you know, more money you're sort of taking. So you don't want to turn an hour's job into, say, two and a half hours 
with like burning through electric to heat your water or gas if you've got a boiler in the back. You don't want to be doing that to then thaw anything out. So in terms of the calendar year then, when is a... I know you can go to VAC at any time, but when's a good time? When are people shopping for it and when when is when are you able to do the service at its best if it's not minus? If you can't do it... I, I'm assuming you just... If it's minus, then do you just not do it? You just re, you just have to rearrange it because right. the debris is physically welded to the surface. Yeah, yeah okay. willing to go sense. up on a ladder, you, you, you know, you can get it done. But the whole point of me investing in kit is not to go off ladders. You know, I'm not going to work off a ladder when the only point of contact in the property is a, is a frail old lady, potentially. You know, I'm a big guy. If I fall off my ladder, she's not going to be able to help me, is she? Uh, so, no, I guess not. <laughs> as depressing as it sounds. And, uh, you know, I'm not willing to sort of break bones just for that. And plus facts, like I said, if the downpipe's blocked, you, you can't do a proper job. You can't know for sure. And if they call you back... That's, that's the worry, isn't it? Want. That's the worry. Uh, now, I've done a lot of research on groups and stuff. The, the best sort of busy time is when it's rubbish weather. That's when people start yeah. noticing. So it's the build-up till Christmas, you know, when we normally have November, December, where we just have the showers. That's the best sort of, the best, in air quotes, time, or what people would say is the busy time. Or when you look on the groups, that's when people are saying the phone's ringing non-stop. Uh, but I'll be honest with you, I've had the same amount of calls pretty much constant throughout every month. Right. So I wouldn't say November was stupid busy. I wouldn't say, you know, December, was it was constant flow from now till January. But it's just more difficult to do the, the actual job in December and January and yeah, maybe I even would, February. Yeah, I will be booking out all the gutters. I want them all done for November or the first week of December. If customers ring up, you know, in between November, sorry, December, you know, halfway through and say if it hasn't frosted, I'll come and do it. But the thing is, we have so much frost here that there's no point me taking a booking and saying, right, I'll come to you next week, potentially, because I don't know the long-range forecast for them. And yeah. if I wake up and it's a frost, I've got to then move them. And, you know, you can't really pick a day when it's not frosty or it's not absolutely lashing down throughout December. So for me, if people want the gutters doing and it's fine, I'll do them now and then uh, or, or until or when it's, you know, a convenient day as in when it's not welded to the surface so what would you be in an ideal world then for like yet yeah, next year what what would you be booking in for december and january and february just usual garden stuff tidy up yeah, my plan for this year is, uh, to basically try and push some of the gardening work back to winter so some right, okay. of back some of the hedge work yeah stuff that i know that if it's pouring down or it's sub-zero i can you know i can go and do like the hedge work you know yeah, okay sort of cutbacks i have a couple of gardens where you know you know like the flashback sort of gardens where you got to really just trim yeah, yeah, yeah. Back. uh you know they'll be pushed to obviously november well december january sort of thing uh but it's very hard i find it hard doing that because people have the best of intentions where they'll say yeah come and do it in you know winter but the thing is there's so much reasons for people to say no in winter that it's very hard because they've got Christmas, they've got the cost yeah. of living going on, they've got the bad weather, 
it's you know when you look outside and it's been pouring down you ring up say hi i've got your boots in to do this job over winter oh well it's not been good weather you know and maybe that's just my customer base you know maybe they're looking out for me they don't want me out you know or maybe they're a bit skint because it's christmas and stuff so i said, find the um you know i do a lot of mowing going as we discussed before i find that if i do the hedges at the end of the year or a tidy up that's kind of the cap off of me seeing them for a few months mm -hmm. and they're kind of it's more like for me it's like as much as we love you and we love paying your bank account every fortnight but let's just get the tidy up done so we can not see you for a little bit um obviously they don't say it like that but that that's the impression that i get that it's like all oh, right you must have loads of free time now because you're not cutting lawns and it's so like my start of november like a lot of people is manic it's really really manic and then obviously that then spills into early december and then you know that's kind of where i yeah where it stops being quite as crazy the phone stops ringing and i'm having to kind of make stuff up as i go along from from there you know i've i've not missed a beat this year which is great um but yeah, I'd say that it was a pretty intense start of November. So yeah, to flip that might be quite challenging. What can you do with the exterior cleaning? I'm assuming you can still do hot, like um, conservatories and orangeries and stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah. I'll, I'll be honest with you. When it's super raining, I don't mind doing you know a couple hours work in the rain. But the thought of doing a full house, oh yeah, and no, I hate pouring down. You do. You have to move some things, but luckily in winter we all have a bit more time, so we can, you know, sort of move yeah. people about. The big one that hampers you is the cold. If it's you know hard frost, your kit is frozen, so you've got to get it indoors to thaw the pipes out. So you've got to leave right. it in your house, take it with you to get everything thawed out. Uh, also, while you're actually working, I've had it where the kit's been thawed out, but because the ground is so cold and the hose. It's only an eight mil like diameter hose, so it's only yeah. got six mil inside. That will actually freeze just by sitting on the floor. Right. So you'll notice your kit will work at the start. You'll leave it on the floor in a hose, and then it will it just freezes up. But you can do it. You can you know you you can work in it. It's not ideal because uh, you'll be you'll clean a conservatory, and the water as it's beading down will start freezing. Uh, so it can be right. done. Power washing can be done when it's frozen, uh, but you've got to be very... I did a power washing job the other day where as I was power washing, it was literally freezing behind me. Right. So if I walked back four paces, it was like ice right. <laughs> on top of it. So I had to be very careful because I didn't want to slip. But luckily, the customer, she wasn't in the property at the time, and it's a gated property. So... You know, no bug is going to be in there because I basically left sheet of like on this Indian stone. Yeah, it was a sheet of ice after I'd gone. So you do have to be a bit careful with what you do end up doing. But for power washing, you can do it. You've just got to keep your kit warm. Exterior cleaning, you know, you could do all of it really. Uh, if it's frozen, it doesn't really matter. It's uh, it's just harder because it's colder. And yeah, when you get wet, you get cold, and your hands get cold. Uh, it's like gardening it's you know you can there'll be some people out there that say you know it's super cold you probably can't do as much pruning back or you probably can't do this and it's like grass 
if people say to you, cut the grass and it's got a hard frost, you probably know it's not going to be good for the lawn. But yeah. customers saying, do it, you do it, don't you? And just the same if someone says, oh, come and do me conservatory, uh, yeah. it can be done. You know, you're not going to do any damage to it, uh, but it's harder, you know, but you just get it done, don't you? So, yeah, yeah. you can trust the gutters because what's in there will be frozen. Yeah. It, it just won't back up. It's... Uh, it literally won't. It's uh, I'd say down to my testing I've done this year. If it's minus two, and that's the first frost, you'll get away with it because the outside will be frozen, but the inside will still be mushy. So you can chop it up basically with your end tool and get it done. Yeah. But I'd say a couple of days of minus two, you've got Bob open. If it's a real hard frost, minus six and seven, you've got zero chance. Even with water, it, you can't for it. Um, so obviously you spoke a little bit there about your kit. Where did you, what kind of research did you do before buying the kit? And what, because obviously you've not come from the background of exterior cleaning. So all this is learnt as to what YouTube. to buy. All right. Okay. You anyone, see what, anyone, anyone in particular? Yeah, I'll give you three people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. Dave please McIntosh. Do. Yeah. Squeaky Clean Dave. Tradman Academy. Those three YouTubers, if you want to go into exterior cleaning, look at them. They... Tradman Academy, I think I've I think I've watched some of his. Yeah, Tradi got... traditional window cleaning. Yeah, he does all yeah. traditional, but he also yeah. does uh, he has got backpack and he has done uh, pure water. Uh, right. look at what they're using. If somebody is day in, day out using tools, especially hand tools, you know, say with a traditional side of the window cleaning, uh, you know. They aren't going to be using chintzy, rubbish stuff. They're going to be using yeah. the best stuff that they can get. And I basically just looked at what they've got. Oh. So for me, the backpack, I got it from Window Cleaning Warehouse. If you speak to them, they they will advise you a lot better than I could. They told me exactly uh, the chemicals that was worrying yeah. me. Don't let it worry you. It's, they will tell you what it can be used on, what it can't be used on. Just speak to them. They'll tell you the dilution rate. And I'll be honest with you, you can't really go wrong with it. And do you need a, do you need a um, sprayer's license for that? No. Uh, if you go soft washing, which is a lot more stronger chemical, and I think biociding you do. Yeah. But the, what I'm using is like the equivalent of fair liquid. Right. It is. It's environmentally oh. safe. It's fat, you know what I mean. It's not going to do any harm to what it's sort of thing. And I'll be honest with you, you can get away sometimes with just cleaning with tap water, right? You can, if you're doing like a final wash down, it'll come off just as good. Uh, you just need to use a little bit more elbow grease, yeah. But it's like the window cleaning side, fairy liquid, and a bit of pink stuff remover. You know, it's not harsh chemicals, it's not like we're putting down soft wash treatments and bio no. and all that. It's a uh, very, you know, eco or, you know, very, it's not aggressive, basically. Yeah. So, obviously, you've entered into the kind of the domain of cleaning. Has, has window cleaning ever appealed to you? To Because it's kind of it's water-based. It's, you know, um, have you, yeah. you know, I thought of introducing that to gardening as well it's, as? Yes and no. Window cleaning is to make the money. You've got to have a round, and you've got to have 
So for me, if I had a day's window cleaning, you could probably sort of justify it. But I wouldn't be doing window cleaning traditionally. As a moment to the gardening customers that you've got. So it's kind of oh, like uh, while 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 you were there doing this. As I, as I yeah. said, nearly all my customers have actually got window cleaners. Right. There's okay. only yeah. a couple. Uh, and I do do their windows for them. Um uh, there's only a couple that don't have a window cleaner. So right. let me but as I said, the majority of them, you know, bar a couple, they've all got window cleaners. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. So I couldn't really muscle in on that. No, 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 no. For me to get the kit, it's like I wouldn't be doing it traditionally because uh, I'm not, as I said, I'm not shimming up ladders. So I'd do it with a water fed pole. Right. And pure water set up, you could spend, you know, anything from 350 to about, but that's a whole different kettle of fish. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Depending on your water in your area, depending on what you've got to actually do to get it down to pure water level status. But that's the way I do the window clean. I do it all right. water pole, pure water. Cool. But I would look out for commercial work. If a commercial customer rung me up, said, right, I've got a showroom. Uh, would you clean the windows for it once a month? Then I would look into getting a kit for that. I'd look okay. into getting that. Because it's a bigger, higher rate of return, you know, doing it for a commercial client. Yeah. You know, Sort of lock yourself in, say, right, give them a 12 month contract or a 12 month agreement, you know, in air quotes. Yeah. Uh, and then that could hopefully lead to other things once you sort of foot through the door, basically. And gutter cleaning, there's obviously a commercial potential there as well. Have you had a look into, into that yet? Um, uh, yeah. Because I, I, I know a few commercial clients that I work for, garden maintenance wise, they have somebody that comes to i don't know think think they're on contract to be fair but they are they're like signed in and they're like the what the contractor of choice um but i don't think they do it on a contractual basis but they're like in the database their insurance is checked and stuff like that so they're already an approved contractor um have you looked into anything like that or yes is... i uh my commercial clients uh, i spoke to one of them and uh, he would have had me do it but he's having a new roof. Uh, right. Yeah, exactly. So they're, they're doing. There's no point in me doing them when he's putting they're putting a new roof on stuff yeah. like that. But he has said the price I gave him, I can do it next year, basically. Right. Uh, I have got. I did a commercial job. Well, quote commercial today. It's not like a factory. It was a solicitor's actually. All right. Okay. Uh, we got there today, and uh, while I was there, a couple of members of staff come out, and they want their gutters, so I've given them a couple of cards. Uh, so, yeah, that's like another commercial lead, but hopefully that will lead to other things as well. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, by the nature of the beast, basically. Yeah. But uh, I haven't got any commercial, commercial. I am looking at sort of building relationships and sort of trying to get on with uh, you know more commercial based work this year yeah uh, it's very interesting because if you look if you do research my research and it would be nice to hit this the general consensus from other people on facebook if you ask around and you do polls so i've done quite a lot of research uh it's about a thousand pounds per day right even commercially yeah um, i can see that yeah, I, I can see how it's done. It'd be, you know, I don't know if ever I'd shoot for that or get something like that. It'd be nice, but uh, 
it's a different sort of ballpark, the commercial sort of side. Yeah. Uh, I think I'd have to go through, if I was going to do a lot of it, I'd probably put myself through a course or something for training because sometimes these commercial units butt onto roads, uh, you know, so it's like, yeah. and obviously commercial, like say if you're doing factories, I want to go in with a bit of, you know, accreditation basically. Uh, before you know it's a bit of a different kettle of fish and a flip side to that is i'll need a generator i'd need a you know a bit more kit to do commercial work yeah, yeah. you know i'll be going to the foreman and say oh can i can i plug in mate and, yeah. you know where's we all like leading a big extension so moving I mean, the receptionist out the way exactly yeah it's not it's not ideal yeah it's not ideal for me it'll be a generator and uh, that's the next the next this year, yeah, I want to get. Yeah, the next step for me is a generator and a hot water system, uh, because washing with hot water it's going to speed it up a yeah. lot more. It's going to make it a little bit more quicker and a little bit more efficient. So that's the plan. Interesting. Well, thank you for sharing your grassroots gutters story. The first one, <laughs> the first one we've had. Um, it's nice to have spoken to you just as you were about to start and now you you're almost a, and it's not been that many months but it's you're a season you know you're you're a winter season through it so all this year year one bc perfect <laughs> um, two months yes. um so yes thank you if anyone's interested as always in a little bit more information sam's got a lot of videos on his youtube channel which is sgm um on uh on youtube and he's yeah, got yeah, quite on, a mate. lot of um i guess since you started this you've had quite a few videos on progress and it's um yeah any questions drop him a comment and uh i'm sure it'll help you through it to the best of his ability so thank yeah. you sam thanks for coming on any questions or anything people want to know i'll i'll try and give them the best sort of advice i can yeah awesome thanks for coming on we'll see you soon see you later see you a bit guys thank you for tuning into today's episode if you would like to share your grassroots story then please be sure to email us at the grassrootspodcast at gmail.com and we'll be sure to get back to you and hopefully get you a scheduled slot we'd love to hear your story alternatively if you've enjoyed today's show then we really would appreciate a well-worded five-star review on whichever platform you tuned in from. Thank you very much. Catch you in the next one.